Hello, and welcome back to Texas Tech Health Check from Texas Tech University Health Sciences Center. I'm your host, Melissa Whitfield. It's February, and also a good time to think about your heart health, even if you're young and active. This episode's guest is Dr. Scott Shermer, Texas Tech Physicians Cardiologist and Division Chief of Cardiology at TTUHSC. Dr. Shermer talks to us about heart disease, what effect certain drugs can have on the heart, why younger people are at risk for heart disease, why knowing your family history of heart disease is important, and the risk of heart problems for young children and teenagers. Dr. Shermer, welcome back to our podcast. It's great to have you. Nice to be back. Can you remind us a little bit about yourself and also tell us about your background as a student athlete? I, uh, I've been at Texas Tech going on nine years now. Originally came down to head up the cardiology division and uh, since that time have sort of evolved into leading the Department of Medicine as well, but I still do clinical work in cardiology. Always enjoyed sports as a kid growing up. My father coached for a living and um, I played three sports in high school and then played uh, Division One football in college. It was a bit challenging managing time, but not, I think, as difficult as most would expect. I think football is a little bit distinct from some other sports. You play once a week. It's on the weekends. We didn't play Thursday games at that time, and you traveled on Friday afternoon. You were back by Saturday night. So uh, there was time to attend classes and study if you managed things correctly. Well, again, welcome to our podcast. Thank you. Can you remind us again, you were on last year for Heart Month, and you talked to us about heart disease. Can you remind us again, what is heart disease? Well, when people use that term, obviously it's very broad and all-encompassing. I think what comes to people's minds initially is the heart attack or risk of a heart attack. The heart itself has three arteries that supply its blood flow and their various branches. And when those arteries fill with plaque, which is essentially cholesterol deposits, those plaques themselves can rupture and break open, if you will. And on top of those broken plaques, clots can form. And when that process happens suddenly, then we have a heart attack, a major heart attack, the kind that is treated by taking one urgently to the cath lab, the kind that can lead to cardiac arrest, etc. There are other types of heart disease, such as heart failure, and precursors of heart disease like high blood pressure, high cholesterol, smoking uh, in itself, and various other things that contribute to the potential development of heart disease. Are younger people, or people younger than 45 at risk for heart disease, now more than previous generations, it just seems like in the news, it seems like younger and younger people are dying from heart disease. That is true. And it's driven by, I think, a, a couple different factors. One is substance abuse. Methamphetamine and cocaine particularly are very deleterious to the heart. And the actual ingestion of those drugs can potentially trigger a heart attack. Cocaine particularly can be the trigger of a heart attack. Even if either one of those substances and similar substances don't trigger a heart attack, they can sort of gradually, 
wear the heart out and cause the muscle to become replaced with scar tissue and lead to the development of something called heart failure, which doesn't mean the heart stops, but it means the heart is beginning to fail and no longer can supply the requisite amount of blood for one to feel and perform normally. The other thing that I think is driving premature heart disease now more than ever is obesity and type 2 diabetes predisposing one to development of blocked arteries as we sort of opened with. Should parents be concerned about their young children's hearts? Probably not directly, but inactivity and obesity in adolescence has been a very hot topic, of course, for the last 10 or 15 years. And we see type 2 diabetes, which is the type of diabetes caused by excessive body fat, for lack of a better term, and inactivity. And when diabetes develops that young, then certainly there's a whole variety of things that occur in the body, but one is not particularly sensitive to one's own insulin, so the pancreas has to produce more and more, which has its own effects. The cholesterol in the body becomes a little bit distorted, and the environment in the arteries, the blood vessels, becomes highly inflamed and oxidized, if you will, all of which are very damaging to the blood vessels in the heart. What heart problems have been found in, in young children and teenagers? In young children, it's mostly congenital heart disease, which means birth defects. And we are now much more able than ever before to save children's lives, even with pretty major heart defects. In extreme cases, of course, transplantation could be considered, but there are lots of surgeries which can correct pretty significant structural abnormalities, a missing chamber of the heart, a narrowed outlet of the heart, things like that, that through trial and error over the years, uh, pretty durable surgical corrections can be made. And for the first time, we see people with pretty significant congenital heart disease living to adulthood. The issue now is who is who exactly is trained to take care of those individuals. And there is a branch of cardiology called adult congenital heart disease, but there aren't nearly enough of those experts to go around. So we're sort of piecing that together as we go. How much does heredity count when it comes to heart disease and how far back should we look? Good question. We classically think of a family history of heart disease as someone having an early heart attack in the family. For a woman, that's generally before age 65, for a man before age 55. But sometimes we can sort of identify the link as to why that would be the case, and often it is very high genetic cholesterol levels. There's something called familial hypercholesterolemia, either the homozygous, which means you have the full-blown version of it, or the heterozygous version, which means your cholesterol levels, even as a heterozygote, are about twice normal by the time you're two years old and stay there for life, which means your arteries of your heart are being exposed to those really high levels throughout adulthood, and usually that manifests as heart disease by the time one is in their 40s or 50s. If we identify those individuals enough, then we get them on appropriate therapies, such as statin drugs and others, to sort of minimize the excess risk and bring the cholesterol levels down to normal. Also, in some heart failure patients with a 
group of diseases known as cardiomyopathy, there are genetic links to that as well, and specific genes can be identified. In fact, there is a clinical condition called familial cardiomyopathy. And generally, the cholesterol issue I talked about is autosomal dominant, which means it shows up in every generation. And half of the offspring of a given individual that has it will be affected. And it's a yes or no thing. There aren't gradients. So usually you either get the high cholesterol gene or you don't as a 50-50 proposition. So is it possible that a person could look healthy on the outside and still be at risk for heart disease? Oh, completely. Somebody can go to the gym five days a week and be fit and muscular and however else you want to define that. But if they have genetically high cholesterol, it needs to be known and identified and be on appropriate medication to further minimize the risk. Anything else you want to add? I think that covers it pretty well. All right. Well, thank you very much for coming to our podcast. Sure. My pleasure. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Texas Tech Health Check. Make sure to subscribe or follow wherever you listen to podcasts. This information is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice. Always seek immediate medical advice from your physician or your healthcare provider for questions regarding your health or medical condition. Texas Tech Health Check is brought to you by Texas Tech University Health Sciences Center and produced by T.R. Castillo, Susanna Cisneros, Mark Hendricks, and me, Melissa Whitfield. <laughs>